What's up, podcast? My name is Ned. Thank you so much for allowing me to be in your ear. A pleasure to be here. I love you. And I love this man who I had on the podcast. His name is Mark Shapiro. Enjoy this interview with him. We talk about love. We talk about gratitude. We talk about pushing through insecurities and how to live a happy, good life full of love. Enjoy this podcast. Check out his app called Love Bomb and enjoy. Peace. Dude, I am so, this is so long overdue and I literally love you as a human. You're an incredible, incredible human. For real. The feeling is oh so mutual, Ned. Dude, tell me, where I don't even know where to begin. How? First of all, how are you? You're a new dad. I am a new dad. Uh, I'm doing great. Feeling super blessed. And it's a beautiful day here in Los Angeles. You oh, know, I'm... I'm- I, I'm rocking my Ricky Rubio look here today. A little Minnesota T-Wolves shout out. Doing good. I, I love it. How are you? I, dude, I'm good, man. I, I have to be honest with you. I miss LA seeing that blue sky. Wow. I miss that. I miss that. We miss but you. Michigan's great. Michigan's great. Close to family and, um, you know, going, going well, but like what a, what a wild time we're in, man. This is the, the world needs you. Now, more than ever. Everybody. For real. For real. By the way, I, I, I downloaded, I down, you'll be so proud of me. Literally, look at what I just downloaded this morning. Hold on. Hold on. Don't go anywhere. Love, love Ooh, bomb, baby. I love it, brother. Love bomb. I love it. Will you, will you talk about what it is and why you launched that? Sure. Yeah. So Love Bomb is a essentially a relationship management and kindness tool. And the reason why I launched it is because our social ties have such an impact on our health. Uh, not only that, but our social ties create opportunity in our lives, meaningful experiences. Um, you know, the feeling of connection is something that is just so deeply human. And yes, we have a lot of tools with social media and Facebook and stuff today. But um uh, I'm willing to bet that anyone who's tuning in like still has some challenges keeping in touch with people that they care about. Or maybe you found yourself feeling a little bit disconnected from people you love, especially during times of COVID and quarantine, uh, where we'll lose touch with people we care about, maybe feel a little out of the loop or a little disconnected. And what I found, Ned, is that kindness is just the gateway to connection. Um, And so that's what Love Bomb is all about. It is kind of like a message blasting system uh, where you kind of tee up the people that you care about that you want to keep in touch with and it gives you daily recommendations of who you could reach out to and if you want like ideas of what to say uh, it'll give you ideas of what to say and then you can just reach out to people in whatever way feels authentic to you whether you want to make a quick phone call or lob a quick little video love bomb or a voice note or send a nostalgic picture or use one of our fun memes that we're putting into the app. So the possibilities are endless. I, I love this. And there's, there's just, there's so much to unpack with this because it, it, the timing of this, this couldn't be more right because the world needs this and we're hurting and everybody is stressed. I actually have a question because again, and I just downloaded it this morning, yeah. but I think part of my problem is, and this is like real life, literally yeah. when I have these like real, life moments I literally like get like chills a lot and it's been happening and I'm newer to the podcast and by the way God bless you for answering all my questions years ago but I finally stepped my game up so thank you but hey, um, I love your dedication Ned, I, I'm pumped. I just literally I'm so passionate like but like you are you are the like and I really mean this like you are 
a reason why I want to put out content. I want to talk to people like you, cut it up, put it on social media, put it on the podcast. Like I just, I'm like bursting with trying to figure out how I can correctly use my energy. And that's actually caused like stress. Like I'm sure. Yeah. Cause like, I, I feel I like, I'm like, like boxed and I need to like point, the light somewhere. And so I always felt like, I think the setup and the mic and the camera, all that stuff stressed me out. Cause it was like, and again, this is, this is, I'm not like proud of my process. Cause I think a lot of times I just want to, I just want to go, but that was the reason it, it literally tripped me out. Cause like, I, I didn't want to make the time to figure out the setup because I just wanted to go do, you know what I mean? So sure. I, I, I appreciate and, and And by the way, I've been watching you from afar, like truly, and I mean it, so inspired by what not only love bomb, but just what you're doing with podcast and the app. And like, I just, I, I dig your whole thing. And, you know, I, I just, I want to urge you not that you need to hear it from me, but I really, really, really want to urge you, please keep going like for real, for real. Cause I'm sure, and it doesn't even come off as though you're having a hard time with anything because it's so positive, but I'm sure there are moments, but dude, the world needs you. And I really mean it. Thank you, Ned. And uh, I appreciate hearing that that message today, I think, as any entrepreneur knows out there and anyone who simply, you know, wants to make the world a better place. Um, you know, it's like, yes, people like are on the sidelines cheering. Yay, yay, yay. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, on a day to day basis that there, there's just nothing but green lights and, you know, an army of people, you know, lifting you up, you know, in a chair, like if you're bar mitzvah. Um, so, um, I, 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 I appreciate that. You know, it's, it's, it's challenging to be a human in general and, you know, trying to launch a business is a challenging thing as well. So I appreciate the love and the encouragement. And I think, you know, for anyone out there who's, you know, wants to make an impact in the world or, and or launch a business or, the same thing all in one that it's just, you know, all about kind of riding the ups and downs. And if there's something like a desire you have burning in your heart that, you know, you just got to ride those waves and continue to follow your heart and do your best and listen to the feedback of the universe and the people you trust around you. And uh, just do your best every single day, realizing some days you're going to wake up on the wrong side of the bed. What, what, what is your advice? Because I think we're so similar in it where you have these big goals and dreams and things that do take a considerable amount of time for most people, I would say it's not realistic, nor do what I ever say to do this, to quit your job and go do this. What is yeah. your advice to people, especially in this time where there are bills to pay money is super uncertain how do you balance or your advice to somebody to balance? I got to work a nine to five, but I have huge goals and passion projects. What do you do? What's your advice? Man, you know, that's a, it's a tough question. And it's so uh, unique to the individual person who I'm giving the advice to, because naturally a lot of people have, you know, come to me with that kind of question. And I think um, what my answer to it is, I just, ask people, you know, what, what's important to them? Why are they doing it? What, what are their expectations? What are their goals? Um, is it something that's literally just like a side passion project that they would just do anyways, and they're not looking to make any money off of? Or is it like literally something like, I'm going to quit my job, 
and I'm going to build this business. And I think that, you know, in two or three months, you know, it's going to be a six figure business on track for that. And so then I would ask questions about, okay, you know, what's your strategy and, you know, and so forth, because I can only speak from my own personal experience, Ned, but I left my corporate career five years ago and I was like, I'm going to launch this authenticity theme podcast. And I'm like, I've been successful in my career. Uh, I think that I'm respected in my community. And so I'm going to launch this podcast. I'm going to have like most influential people in my network on the show. And I'm going to get coaching clients. I'm going to do speaking. Maybe I'll write a book one day. You know, the audience for my podcast is going to grow so fast that I'll be able to monetize it with ads and sponsors and so forth. And the reality is nothing came easy at all. So, you know, I think that... Um, if someone's really going to leave behind, a, you know, like their bread, like their bread and butter or like, you know, their big paycheck, you know, I'd ensure that you're already kind of on the road to profitability before you let go of, of your income. And I feel like, and it's so well said, and I feel like, and, and you're spot on with it. It's so specific to each person because there's so many elements to it. The only thing that I would add to say is, and what I've found, because I, I absolutely have had to balance, you know, a, a nine to five in a sense to, to pay the bills. What I would say to add to it, and I'd be curious to know if you think yeah. if you agree with this, is find how much you can stay consistent with each week. Even if it, if it's if it's an hour a day, cool. If it's from seven to nine on Wednesdays at night, cool. Like whatever doesn't break you, do it and keep pushing a little bit more until maybe one day, cool, you're out. Yeah. But don't, don't. And again, it's hard. He's like, I'm like all about sometimes this is where I got to be careful. Burn the boats, go because you got to focus. Right. When you have a kid and a kid on the way, like there's thing, you got to be smart. And so do what you can stay consistent with that doesn't break you where you can honor your nine to five, but then, you know, in the back of your mind, as soon as I finish, boom, let's hit recess. Let's go build. Yep. This makes it easier. Totally. Mazel tov on your second little one. Thank coming. You. Thank uh, you. That's so exciting. Uh, you know, you're, you're an amazing human and I Thank know that incredible dad. So there'll be two little lucky humans. To You're amazing. You, Papa. Um, yeah. The only thing I'd add to that, Ned, is one of the challenges when putting out any kind of project into the world is ensuring that you're doing the smartest things with your time. And I know something for me, it's like, um, especially like with a podcast, we'll use that as an example. There's so many different hats that you're wearing as a podcast producer, right? You need to have all the equipment as you were talking about. Um, you got to kind of write your shows. Maybe if you're going to have an interview format, you got to get guests. Then that doesn't even include like letting the world know that you've created a podcast and it's how are you going to promote it? The messaging, you know, like there's so many different hats that, you know, you know that you wear and anyone who's produce a podcast. And this is really translatable to any passion project or any business. And I think it's easy to get lost in the weeds or to get lost in the things that, you know, maybe you really enjoy most. Like for me, something that I love to do is like the design elements or the social media elements of it. But the question is, is that really going to, you know, drive the growth of this thing? Is that really the smartest thing that I can be doing? And that's been a lesson that, you know, I've continued to learn over the last five years and, you know, building an app, it's like kind of the same thing. It's like, what, what's on any given day, what's the smartest thing I can do? And Ned, I know you're a big fan of, of reading and I have no doubt that you've read the book, the one thing. Uh, no, I actually haven't, but it's so funny that you, and I'm writing it down right now. Yeah. 
but it's so funny. You are so hot. I'm like, literally, I just finished this book, um, Essentialism. Oh, cool. I have it. Um, you, you, dude, this is, it's so good. Essentialism by Greg McEwen. It's okay. literally what's the most important thing I need to do next. Yeah. Period. And like, and this is a huge thing. I'm sorry to interrupt and then I'll shut up. Yeah, no, go it's for it. Basi- it was basically like exactly what you're saying is like, cause this is my issue. Let's do 10 big things. Like, dude, you can't. Right. Like you just, you, you, you can, but like, you're going to be like 80% in some, like, what can you take out and go deep on? And it's hard. And I literally was like, okay. And I think this, this may be even too much. I have this live show that I'm still building that you went to an iteration of, but then I was like that content and coaching. Like those were going to be my three buckets still may be too much. If I had to pick one, I would do the live show. Yep. I would literally, if I had to pick one, but continue. Cause like, literally I love what you're saying. And I want to read that book. The one yeah. thing, well, first of all, your live show, like it was magical. And I, I saw like probably the very first iteration. That was the first. I haven't done one since by the way, because it was like, I've been, but you know, it was really something, it was really special. It was kind of, you know, like a weird Al Yankovic meets Tony Robbins. Like I, you're kind. Um, and it, it was really magical. I remember sitting in the audience being like, I'm really excited to see where Ned goes with this because I think it's really powerful. And I think that it's like something that I see even musicians incorporating more, you know, motivational messages into their art. And into Dude, thank you for world. saying that. There's, there's so, so few people on the planet that have <laughs> seen it cause it was literally, but like, you know, and this is interesting too, and not to like yeah. jump all over the place, yeah. but, but the reason why I haven't done another show since is total insecurity, total mm. insecurity. Like I literally built that show. When I look back on it, I was like, oh man, I can't even watch. I have not, this is a true story. I literally have the footage, yeah. have not watched the whole thing through. Um, But if you remember, there was one moment in the show where I switched up the lyrics to Taylor Swift song and rapped about meditation, about headspace. Yep. Yep. And that was the moment in the show that I was going to take out. There was only one moment like that. Okay. And the lighting guy the night before came down after the rehearsal and said, what'd you think of the show? I was like, well, I dug it, but I'm going to take out that Taylor Swift moment. I just, I'm not a rapper. Like I can't, I'm not going to do it. He was like, no, dude, that was my favorite part. He was like, that's the part, like, that's you. Like that's yeah. you. It doesn't matter that you don't sound like Taylor Swift. You're not a rapper. Like you're delivering it in a way that's you. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And in that moment, when I, that's the only real part that I watched back, I felt something happen in that moment where mm-hmm. I actually connected with the crowd, but it was my most insecure moment. And that is literally why it's taken me five years to do it again. Cause I basically rewrote all of the songs and the lyrics to match these things. And I'm trying to figure out literally would battle. I would make the song and they'd be like, I can't do this, make the song. And it's literally taken me that long. And so it's like, and somebody, I was just talking about this, but my cousin said to me, the other day, he was like, God puts the best things on the other side of fear. And I was so, like, that's so true because it's like so my most insecure yep. is about to be, if I can push through the best, I know it, yep. I know it, yeah, you know, but I mean, have, do you, do you, do you, in your journey, because it doesn't come off at like this at all, do you, do you face that? Like, do you face those insecurities and how do you push through? Yeah. I mean, I am someone, I am definitely my biggest critic, you know, I'm the king of my own self-sabotage. And, um, you know, what I believe, Ned, and I don't even think I'm going on a limb on saying this, but, you know, it's like every, every opportunity 
in our lives, you know, just lives out of our, you know, normal day-to-day habits and autopilot, right? So like any kind of new opportunity we have in our life, we have to do something that we've never done before, whether it's, you know, picking up the phone and connecting with someone who we've been meaning to connect with for a long time, like who knows what's going to come out of that interaction. And I think it's the same thing um, um, where, you know, there's this, you're probably familiar with this, the Eisenhower's productivity matrix. No. So there's, there's essentially, I'll just go through this real quick. There's, there's four different quadrants of this productivity matrix. And the first one is things that are on our to-do list that are both important and urgent. So if you think about like uh, something that your boss gives you an assignment and is like, you have three hours to complete this task. Obviously that's going to be, you know, at the top of your priority list because it's important and urgent. Your boss asks you for it. The second quadrant are things that are really important but they're not urgent. So you could really put any of like your biggest lifelong goals into that bucket or anything that you've been wanting to do for a while. Maybe it's picking up the phone and calling someone. Maybe it's like pursuing that side hustle, whatever it may be, something that's really important to you, but there's no like urgency or deadline on it. So you just kind of put it on the shelf. And then the third are things that are urgent, but they're not important. So we have all sorts of things like that on our calendars that you know, we have to respond to someone and we do it, but it's really not that important. And then the fourth quadrant are the things that are, aren't important and they're not urgent. So something maybe like checking social media or doing things that you're really doing just to pass the time to avoid doing stuff in the other quadrants. But the reason why I share this, Ned, is because the most important quadrant, arguably, is the second quadrant. It's the things that are really important, but they're not necessarily urgent. And so it kind of goes to, you know, the point that you're making there about like, you know, it's our fears and our insecurities that sometimes are putting off these things that are so important to us. We're like the biggest game changers in our life, like the, all the opportunity lives right there. And it requires us to like maybe prioritize something or, you know, to create some sort of accountability system. Uh, so we do create urgency with those things. But, you know, what I find that is that whenever I do the things that I haven't been willing to do before, um, it always opens up additional doors and opportunities and, you know, usually requires me to break through some fear. And also like, you know, one of the fears with those things is like the stuff in that, in that list are the things that like are in my reserves, right? It's like, if the thing that I'm currently doing isn't working out, then I'll go to that, I'll go to that list of things and I'll do something next. But what happens when I start doing things on that list and they still don't deliver the results that I want? What's going to happen then? I'm going to be screwed. But the reality is that that's where all opportunity lives and things that we haven't done or we haven't thought of or we haven't thought that we're capable of. And the more we're tapping into that kind of opportunity, doing things we've never done before, things that we want to do, it opens up so many more doors that that list is never going to go completely barren. Hundred. And and again, I think, and it's so well said, and I, I found the only way to hit that second quadrant is you have to schedule those things. And by the way, even further, schedule them out of the gate. I'm now working on my show, yeah. literally waking up at 530 in the morning, hitting it for an hour. That is uninterrupted time. It's the first thing. There's not even a chance. I do not look at emails. I do, I, it's yeah. the most important thing. I will conquer it and then I'll let it go. But that quad, that second quadrant, and it's so well said, and I love this, that has to be scheduled because yeah. we're yeah. so trained to just react and go in defense. Respond. You could spend all your day 
in your emails responding and feel like you're productive, but you're really not. That's everyone else's agenda. Right. And exactly. I'm they like, can. I'm trying. And, and again, yeah. trying to politely say no, like and 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 really undo this habit of like, I'm just not going to answer the emails immediately. It's not going to like if, if it's so important, you'll call me and. I probably won't answer because I don't want to be on defense answering. I'll, I yeah. really try to do things yeah. and it's not a perfect science. I really try to do things on my, as much as I can on my schedule. Cause it's almost like a game. People are pulling at you and, and it's real attractive to just stay in your emails all day. Instead of saying, no, I'm going to take something from that second quadrant, go on offense and work on it. It's almost like it's so feels like against the resistance, but once you're in it, in the flow. <laughs> You by the way, yes, totally. I've been trying to do, by the way, Mark, I've been trying to interview you and do this and I probably canceled on you like for five years, but look at, by the way, look at how much good is coming out of this. This should have been literally the first thing that I did. Like this you know is perfect timing that this is you know, divine Amen. time. Amen. I probably Amen. wouldn't have this, uh, this spectacular view behind me. It's beautiful. By the way, how, how do you balance your days? How do you structure your days? Um, to be honest with you, I think that I have a lot of room for improvement on in that regard. I know for me that when I have a lot going on and I have a lot of urgent deadlines, I get way more done. On days when I don't plot out my day, then you know I lag, I'll spend way too much time responding to an email that could have taken me 30 seconds to answer. It might take me five minutes. Uh, you know, if I'm working on like a piece of content that I'm gonna post on social media. Could have taken five minutes. I'm getting super analytical. It takes me a half hour after I'm done posting it. You know, I'm like, I, I waste 30 minutes versus if I had something else in my calendar, if I had another call scheduled, I'd jump right into it. So I think that, uh, what I genuinely generally like to do is have my days planned out and to have a lot of deadlines. Cause that just like keeps, keeps me moving. Um, and you know, I, I also like love to like plot out my week in advance um, and like think about what are the top, you know, what are my top goals for the week that'll really catapult me forward? Because, you know, as we know, like a week can feel like a long time, but like years go by like this. And we look oh, no. back at a year um, and see what our wins are and, you know, see how we spend our time. Like time really goes by fast. So I think it's important to like really be focusing on the big picture every single week, always going back to like your biggest goals for the week or for the year. Um, and then ensuring that your action items for the week are supporting you and like catapulting yourself okay. forward. Because I mean, I think that there's like a, a lot, like when I look at like building the app net, it, it's took me about two years to get it up on the app store. And I think a part of that is like my own kind of, you know, uncertainty, never having built a tech product before and stuff. And, you know, I think like, you know, when I look back and, you know, how I would do it differently, I would just have been like more like go, 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 mm -hmm. go, go, because everything is an iteration, right? Like the, the nods that we're going to knock it out of the park the first time, you know, in our first major league uh, batting appearance is like not is possible, but it's unlikely. And yes, it looks like on social media that like there's these overnight sensations. We all know that that's not even something that exists. And, you know, people look like they've got their life all figured out and they're all happy all the time and they're so successful. But the reality is like life is a challenging place. We are emotional human beings. One of the things that I learned Ned, about becoming a dad and seeing my daughter, you know, go through the emotions every single day and go from crying one minute to smiling the next to being really hungry to pooping, you know, like we're the same thing as adults. 
and we're go- riding this wave of emotions all day long. But the difference that I find as an adult, I want to like know the reason. Like I want to like put a reason on any time that I'm feeling tired. I want to, you know, like pin it on some sort of explanation. And I think the reality is like, Life is just, you know, it's constantly moving. We're always going through motions. Like motions are like farts. They come and go like the wind. And I think that it's like, it's important not to get too attached to those types of things. And I'm losing my train of thought. Here, no, no. But, um, a hundred percent. And one thing, by the way, that you said yeah. was, you know, the, the app taking long. And it's so funny. It's like this exact same reason why the show is taking me long. And I think this is so for people watching and listening, I think if if you can get past the, the insecurities of it, put out something so that you can iterate. But again, it's a lot easier said than done because you're like, no, it's gotta be perfect because you're so worried about how people are going to judge you. But as you know, I'm sure, because I've like vomited it out on social media that I love Gary V so much because he talks about this all the time. He's like, the only reason why you think you want it perfect is because you're scared. And it's so true. Whether you want to hear it or not, it's the truth because I agree with that. And and the, and the whole thing is, and this is him, this is him. The whole thing is once you let go of that perfection and insecurity, then you got speed on your side and then you're unstoppable because if you didn't really care what people felt and you were like intention over perfection, like my intention is so pure with the show your intention is so pure with the app are people really gonna if it's if it's 91 percent there let it fly yeah and 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 again a lot easier said than done but once you start to unshake that a little bit of like doesn't have to be perfect man let it go because if you're gonna help one person your intentions there let it go they don't care they don't care they just need the help and I think that's the sauce because then speed's on your side and then you're, then it's donezo. Bingo. It's like, you know, the feedback of the universe. Like I know that we all have assumptions when we all like want to have an idea that we want to put out into the world. We naturally are like, you know, eat, fluctuating between thinking this is going to be the next greatest, you know, thing since sliced bread or like this is never going to work. And, you know, I think the reality, the reality is like you need to put it out there to see what people think. Cause like, I know there's been so many ideas that I have that I'm like, Oh my God, this is going to, you know, be a huge hit. And then like, you know, I'll keep it like this. And until I put it out there and find out what people like and what they don't like, then like, I mean, I'm not only like wasting time by going like this, but I'm also not in touch with what people actually do want so I can give them what they want. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, do you, so for 2021, where is your focus? Are you doubling down on the app, spending time there? Are there other things you want to launch? What's, where's your head at for what's coming? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been fully invested in the app for about two years and getting the app on the app store was like, a huge, huge marathon. And then, you know, once you get it up there, you know, bringing on users and finding out, you know, who, who is the perfect user for the app and how to acquire them, where to find them. And then how to make sure that the, like the product is the best it can possibly be that will keep them on. And then what kind of products and services, you know, are we going to sell people on the app? You know, is there going to be like freemium features for like the super users? Are we going to like sell gift cards and like little gift types of things? Uh, are we going to get 
sponsors on board. Like there's just a lot of different ways that it can go. So for me, it's, I, I think, you know, just like this has been a great conversation, Ned, because I'm thinking about a lot of like the approach. And, you know, I think it's, I, I just got to keep iterating, keep trying things out Honest. and seeing what works and what doesn't work. Because naturally a lot of the things that we're going to try out aren't going to work. And that's going to create more opportunities and learning so we can figure out what does work. What do you most want people to know about the app? Yeah, so it, it's the why. You know, going back to a little, a little Simon Sinek, I've got the book hey, in here. The best, the best. Was, uh, the best. I, I literally love him. The best. He's so great. The he is so the great. Greatest, by the way, for anybody watching, listening, it is the single greatest TED Talk I have ever seen period start with why amazing yeah. sorry to interrupt you no it's i mean it's it, it's it's so good and i think that um that's what i keep going going back to is um the, you know the why and i and i think that for love bomb and what i'm up to the why is it, like our health is so dependent on the strength of our social ties and we don't always remember that you know i think we naturally know like our health is going to It'd be impacted by our diet and our level of exercise, you know, some of those choices we make. But um, there's been all sorts of research studies out there, Ned, that show that uh, uh, it's actually like our social ties that really have a big impact on our longevity. You know, if we're feeling lonely, if we're disconnected, it's going to actually have a imp negative impact on our health. So uh, I think that that's a really important thing. Like just like, you know, we people are, are becoming more uh, open to developing daily like meditation habits, for example, or, you know, there's all sorts of tools out there like Headspace and Calm for our mental wellness. And there's tools out there like Fitbit for our physical wellness. Um, but um, I wanted to build a tool for our social wellness to remind us like it's important to nurture our most important relationships to keep our most important people close because there's a lot of tools out there, but they're not necessarily like fully intended to help you become a more consistent uh, friend and to ensure you keep people close. I'm going to so, tell you, and it's yeah. so well said, and I'm going to tell you right now, and yeah, I'm not just saying this because yeah. I'm talking to you. It's one of my absolute weakest links. I'm not proud of it every single year. And it's funny that we're talking at this time of year, yeah. every single year at new year's, I'm like, I'm going to be a better friend. <laughs> it's like the worst like goal because like, okay, well, what does that even mean? How do you even measure that? And I noticed that you can actually measure that on the app, which is so cool. And I was talking to somebody the other day um, and, and they were like, um, they were like, uh, we were talking about like worrying and they were like, I, I put time on my, this woman put, she goes, I put time on my calendar from three to three fifteen. That is literally on my calendar. That is when I can worry. I like just put it on like that. So I'm allowed. That's my, I was like, that's genius. I love that. But, I've been toying with this idea and I can't remember where I saw it, but then the app literally fixes this problem. I was like once a week at a minimum, mm -hmm. I just need to put time on my calendar to call a person that I want to stay in touch with an aunt and uncle. Cause I think, you know, it's like we, we go to our go-tos, we go to our, you know, a parent, we go to a best friend and we just stay in this loop. And I'm telling yeah. you, this is so crazy that we're talking. I need a tool, huge fan of headspace, get into yep. the routine. I need yep. a tool Yep. That gets me in the routine of doing this because I'm telling you right now and, and we know each other, but like we shouldn't just talk on our birthdays. Yeah. It's disrespect. Yeah. I mean, like it's not cool. Like, and at the, yeah. at the end of all of this, yeah. you know, when we're a hundred, 120, God willing, 
we're going to look back and be like, who cared about this calendar of the day? I will remember this and be like, dude, remember when we talked to you, that cool background I was so dealt like it's this, it's, it's, it's this. And so God bless you for building it. I'm going to use it. Yeah. Um, Tell me this. And I want to be mindful yeah. of your time, yeah. but how do you bet? How can I, how can people best use it to start? Is it once a day? Is it once a week? Should I, are there, should I put notifications on? And by the way, I'm just going to be totally honest with you. Like when yeah. I download an app, I'm like, no notifications. No, I don't want sure. I don't want it. I don't want it. But like, how do I use this app appropriately? Because before you and I were talking, and this is crazy because literally this is what I was thinking. I was yeah. like, I'm going to make a grid of people that I want to stay in touch with. And then yeah. I'm going to put an hour on my calendar every day and just yeah. do it. I'm going to yeah. just start there. I have no idea if it'll work, yeah. but I need to do something because there's, there's a lot of people I'm just, and I'm, I'm, I'm just not as good of a friend as I want to be period. Uh, I acknowledge you for for having the courage to to state that because obviously when you state that publicly, it's going to naturally create a little drive for you to you know to you know put yourself out there to do that. Um, you know, there's a couple different things that I'll say to that. One, Ned, I think the first thing that people can do is just get clear on who you want to keep in touch with is the, the first thing. Like, you know, if you look at like social media, like you know, we're a slave to these algorithms, like they're just showing us all these people. Like, are they really the people that we want to be giving our time and energy and attention to? Um, and, you know, who are the people in our lives that we really want to keep in better touch with? So that's really the first thing that you do when you download Love Bomb is you start building a list of people that you care about and you choose like, you know, roughly how often do you want to be, you know, given a little nudge or a reminder to reach out to this person. Um, so, you know, those things are the first things. As it comes to notifications, uh, we're, we're definitely still, you know, we're a new company out there. We're figuring out how to best cater. One second, we got a little uh, tractor trailer. Or Robert tractor Don't worry, this is a real life, baby. This is real Venice Beach life, baby. I love it. It's it amazing. Can't do that on a Zoom background. Zoom background, it was not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're still figuring out like the best way to structure the notifications so they don't feel spammy. So they're actually supportive for you to uh, you know keep in touch with people. But you know, one way to use the app is to you know like for example, Ned, we're having this conversation now, and let's say like I want to follow up with you in like six weeks to, or four weeks to ask you if you know if there's any updates on on your show. Maybe you know I'll ask you like. In four to six weeks, have you gotten a date on the calendar yet for the show? So I can schedule that into the app. Will you do that? Will you literally do that? Yes. I'm writing down right now. I'm literally, yeah. I'm, at, I'm writing down Love Bomb. I'm going to add yeah. this to my calendar because I'm going to actually do it because, yeah. again, I think when you put a system around it, it just, it works. And you should check out, I'm a yeah. huge fan. It was like a lifesaver to me, but Headspace, you mentioned, I'm yeah. a huge fan. I find they're like, I think they're the only notification that I allow on my phone cool. because it's gentle, it's thoughtful. And you can almost, I think I chose, this is, this is so game changing. If I remember correctly, I chose, yeah. I think how many notifications I was going to get. They were like, do you want, do you want to send them once a day? Blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I love them because it'll be like, it'll send it to me at times that I need in the morning, at night, a nice yeah. disconnect message. And I could see the same thing happening with yours. Like, I'd love to get a gentle little nudge, like a specific one, like based on who I put in the app, like, hey, did you check in with Mark about X? Right. That'd be like, I'd be like, that's thoughtful. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not spammy. 
That's right. like the opposite of a notification I, I normally would get. For sure. I, and I got to say, we're still, uh, you know, we're on the road to figuring it out right now. You can turn off your, like, you can choose the time of the notification. Um, and there's like AM and PM ones. If you only want the AM ones to invite you to send a love bomb, you know, you can turn that off and stuff. But I want to make it more, you know, just so customizable. So it like really serves the individual person, you know, like relationships, like they can't be automated, you know, like, yes, we're giving you a nudge to reach out to someone, but like, we're not sending a message on your behalf. Correct. You still got to do the work. You got to put in, you know, put it in there. Um, but I think that, one thing when we think about relationships and keeping in touch with people, we think it's, you know, it's time intensive or it's going to take so much energy. Like I'm going to have to like share a full update of mm-hmm. my life to this person. True. When the reality is like everyone's freaking busy. Everyone's got so much going on. And like even simply a thinking of you, you know, short video or, or voice note or text that just says thinking of you have an amazing day. Boom. Right. And if you, and if you really just like, don't want to be like a burden on them at all, you could even say no need to respond. I love it. What was this? I, I love it. And I'm going to use it. I have a question for you. Yeah. Was this born out of, I actually want, let me back up for a second. Sure. sure. Anybody watching or listening, I want to let you know that Mark literally for the last handful of birthdays, literally get chills, got chills, <laughs> yeah. sent me a video Wishing me a happy birthday. 17 seconds long, like whatever it was. It was so short. The only one I got, it was so thoughtful. I love it. And I was always taken by it. I was always like, gosh, I would like to do that. That's so cool. I love video. Was Love Bomb born out of that? 100%. Would not have happened without it. Yeah, would not have happened without it. Um, the the quick like uh, quick story on that, Ned, is that uh, four plus years ago, my dad passed away, and it was you know a big turning point in my life. My dad was sick for a, a really long time, and I think just at that point of time, four years ago, like I had a real love hate relationship with social media. You know, I would delete it and reinstall it on my phone, and like I loved being able to see what other people are up to, and I loved you know a good GoFundMe campaign and you know things like that. But then. I also saw the underbelly of it where I was like comparing myself to other people and it was making me feel worse. And like, I felt like people were being so superficial and it was just a bunch of highlight reels. And I thought to myself, there's gotta be more to this technology. Like we have like, like this tool in our hands that can connect us to anyone in the world in any time. Like there's gotta be like something else available. And I compared social media at the time to like a little kid, like, at that point, social media had been around for maybe 10, 12 years. And I'm like, just like a 10 to 12 year old kid still figuring out who they are. And I think that like still with technology, we're still figuring out the best ways to use it and not become you know enslaved to it. And so I just came up with this idea where I'm like, I'm going to send every one of my Facebook friends a birth, like a video on their birthdays. I'm going to see what happens. It was kind of an experiment. I'm like, no one else is doing it. I'm going to just do it just to see what's possible. I had like a little bit of a hypothesis that people would love to get a video on their birthdays that would make them feel really good. And I figured it would be a fun thing to do, Ned. And I'm like, no one else is doing it. You know, I think it'll make a positive imprint in the world. So I'm going to do it. But I had no idea of the impact. So I've sent, um, I've been doing this now for 
four plus years. Yep. Like for a lot of people, I've, they've gotten five video messages from me. Um, and um, I've sent over 12,000 at this point. So it's been a lot. But what I really quickly learned is not only do people love getting a video on their birthday and that it stands out a lot from like an HBD message on your wall, which like we all know those like it's cool to see who writes those. But like those things don't actually penetrate the heart. They feel just like, you know, they're not going to make our day better. But like getting a thoughtful message from someone, you know, like really is way more powerful. So um, what I realized is two more additional things. One of them is that a 15 to 20 second thoughtful touch point like a video can really transform a relationship. So, you know, you don't have to pick up the phone and call someone and talk to them for 20 minutes to make an impact on them. Something as short as 15, 20 seconds being like, hey, like, I don't know. We don't know each other that well, but I just think you're awesome. And like, I always like enjoy the content you put there on social media or, you know, maybe when we hung out a couple of weeks ago, like I still am thinking about the conversation we had and like, thank you. You're an amazing person. Like that will like make a bond so much tighter. And then the other invaluable lesson that I learned that, and this is really the reason why I probably keep doing the videos and why I built love bomb is because of a, the practice of gratitude makes me feel better. If I'm having a terrible day and I'm feeling maybe a little down on myself, like I'm so committed to sending these birthday videos every day that the second that I'll go through my phone and like send them, I feel better. You know, I remind myself what I stand for, like that I care about other people and just the act of gratitude. It's scientifically proven to, you know, mitigate stress and to make us happier. And so that's really the reason why I probably do it. And there's lots of other benefits. Um, but I built Love Bomb, you know, in a way because it's pretty extreme to send videos to everyone and, you know, on their birthday. Maybe you would do it, Ned, but like a lot of other people probably wouldn't. And so I wanted to create a really customizable system so people could take advantage of some of these benefits that I've been able to experience over the last number of years in whatever way feels authentic to them. Some people wouldn't send a video at all. They prefer to send voice notes. Some people wouldn't even send voice notes. They would just send a thinking of you text. Some people would, you know, do it every day. Some people would just do it once a week. And so I think, you know, to each their own, but like the last thing that I'll say on this is where Love Bomb came out of is I was casting such a wide net, sending videos to everyone I knew but I wasn't so great at calling my grandparents once a week. So that's where it kind of all came together as like a relationship management tool that utilizes kindness and appreciation as the means to create and nurture that connection. You're not asking for anything. You're just sending some love. So beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love you, brother. Download Love Bomb. Follow Mark Shapiro. Brother, grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We, this, we must continue this. We must continue this. Absolutely. Anytime, Ned. I have so much respect for you. I just love how you put yourself out there and stand for what you believe in. Like the world needs that so much. And like you're a symbol of possibility for so many. And just thank you, brother. my message for anyone who's tuning in, like whatever message that like you feel the world needs more of, like that is your gift to share. We need it. So, you know, push through that fear, whatever it might be that's stopping you uh, and make it happen. And uh, Ned, you can count on me in uh, four weeks to check in with you to see uh, if you got a date on the calendar for uh, the next live show. I love it, brother. Thank you so much. Mark Shapiro, Love Bomb. Download the app in the app store. We'll talk soon, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're the man, Ned. Much love. love you, brother. Bye-bye. 
Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I love doing this. It lights me up. And I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Mark Shapiro. Go check him out on Instagram. Follow him for just doses of positivity and good living. He's such a good guy. He's at are you being real on Instagram? It's are you being real? Like A-R-E-U-Y-O-U, being real. Are you being real? His name is Mark Shapiro. Great guy. And download his app. Try it out. Love Bomb. And let's spread positivity. Let's truly spread love. Now more than ever, we need this podcast. I appreciate you. Please share the podcast, leave a review, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Let's build a platform of love and positivity. I love your podcast. Stay tuned for more. We crank it. Until next time. See you soon. Keep rocking, fam. Peace.